And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here back with the first episode of our NBA Focus show now that we're in postseason basketball. Mm. Lads, the energy is electric here in the studio tonight. Joining me is Mr. Lee Hancock. Hello, guys. <laughs> Hello. And <laughs> Mr. Roy Hancock. How are we going? And I tell you what, Nick, you've come in with a lot of energy and I wonder why. Mate, if you're if you're watching this one live on YouTube at the moment, you will see me repping the Lakers jumper. I'm a very, very happy man. Um, I'll get into that a little bit more shortly soon. But I bet um, you will. You know, when the chips are down, mate, the uh, the real heroes rise and the Lakers certainly did that. So very excited tonight, mate. It's, it's everything to play for now, guys. This is, is, as we've yep. said the last couple of weeks, we've been building that anticipation. This is the moment as basketball fans that we look forward to most, where mm, every no game truly matters. It's all on the line now. It's time to crown a champion. Could not be more excited for the playoffs as a whole and for this episode as such. So let's get into it, guys. Be, before we do, though, a big shout out to both Stadium Scene and The Cover, two tremendous networks doing tremendous things for not only us, but a whole host of other content creators around Australia, New Zealand, the US and Canada. Very, very thankful for all their continued hard work and support of our work that we do here. It certainly does mean a lot to us. Let's get into some quick odds and ends. Now, the team that my Lakers overcame in the playing tournament, the uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves have had quite the week. Mm-hmm, that they have. Now, it started in their last regular season game of the season against the Pelicans. Jaden McDaniels, he, he sat out of that game in the plane due to fracturing his hand half-time in that matchup against the Pelican, decided to punch a wall. What a silly, silly boy. Now, I tell you what, like, I, I to myself, think, you know, and I've come pretty close to punching a wall before. Yeah, you're but an I, angry I, operator, aren't you, Nick? I, I, I just, you know, zero to 100. There's no medium with me. Mm. Um, But every time I go to hit one, like, I pull out, like, I check it. Yeah. He... What must... What anger levels must you be at? I'm pretty... They ended up winning this game as well. But to full-on just fracture, break your hand... Did he break it? Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Like, yeah. have you ever punched a wall? Ah, oh, if I did, it wasn't very hard. Not, not prefer- enough to break my hand. Yeah, oh. there you go. And roll yourself. You just prefer to smack faces, don't you? Yeah, I think so. No wall punching for me. But, like, doesn't that just go to show it, <laughs> like, just a complete lack of awareness of the situation? The like, situation, so the timing much, is just uh, criminal. Horrendous timing. Um, and... Like, like it's easy to judge from afar, but like it just goes to show like how immature someone can be at this time of the year when there's so much on the line mm. to do something like that, put yourself ahead of everybody else. And he's an important player, so oh, you can't afford him going down. And that coincided as well with the Rudy Gobert and slow-mo Cole Anderson, <laughs> their, their little beef as well. I tell you what, his jump shot is almost a work of art, old <laughs> Cole Anderson. Watching that thing go up... You know, it's, it's in 0.5 speed, isn't if, it? If I was watching, like I could stand outside on the front lawn and watch the gra- grass grow up the same rate. Yeah, uh, it's really yeah. something to behold. But um, him and Rudy Gobert got into a physical little stoush as well. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a couple of, you know, a bit of verbal confrontation as well. They're kind of critiquing each other's deficiencies mm. um, in regards to Gobert not defending anyone and Cole Anderson not uh, not rebounding apparently. Um, but due to that, Rudy Gobert actually ha- has served a one-game suspension, missed that matchup against the Lakers in the plane. Um, but again, at, at this time of year, regardless of if they had won the game against the Lakers and made the playoffs already, 
that level of team chemistry, it doesn't exactly inspire confidence, does it? No, exactly right. And to be perfectly honest with you, I think it's almost cementing what I already thought about them. And that is that they are a team full of individuals and not a team playing together to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably a reason why I dislike them so much because yeah. it, I, I feel like it's evident when you watch them. They're, they're very much about themselves. Um, big egos on that team, as we've seen in these few stouches. And I just don't see them. If they win in this next play-in match, I don't see them progressing past that first round. No chance whatsoever. Lee, mm. you know, you're you're the Muay Thai master here. You're the one who's, you know, into physical combat sports and things okay. of the kind doing boxing. Yeah. Um, so with your knowledge of the game, mm. in a matchup between Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert, who you got? Got to go Kay Anderson. Rudy Gobert is renowned to be a soft guy. Yeah. I think he's bringing that to the Even fight. despite, you know, the physical... You know, stature advantage going to go bare. Mm. You're backing in slow mo. You don't think his hand, like we've seen his jump shot. You don't think his punches are becoming too slow. No, easy, becoming quick. Easy to evade. Easy, I think. Um, in terms of this though, I wanted to get like it's one thing for fans not to like Rudy Gobert. <laughs> it's one thing for Timberwolves. It's another thing for Timberwolves mm. fans not to like Gobert. It's another thing for your own teammates to not yep. like you. You know, yep. and it seems like this is the case. I don't know if you. Saw or, or heard the um, so, uh, one of the Timberwolves employees put his phone in his pocket and mm. um, recorded what Carl Anderson was yes. saying, and he yep. said, um, "You guys are kissing his ass way too much." Yeah, hundred um, percent. Mm. In saying that, though, if you're Rudy, I do like that Rudy Gobert stood up for himself in this case. I don't like Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I think okay. Slow Mo would win in a in a one v one if we're <laughs> if we're putting them in the ring. But if someone calls you a bitch and you don't give him one back, then you are a bitch. This is the thing, though. This is the thing, okay? So I think he has as much right to stand up for himself as anyone, but to do it on on national television, public, in front of everyone is just not the time nor the place. And I agree with you. You have At some point, you do have to stand up, but, geez, pick a better time, lads. Like, go back to the change room and have a conversation, not in front of everyone on the bench. I'm just thinking about what you said then, Lee, if uh, you were called a bitch by a teammate, you'd arc up. I, I should be pushing up daisies with some of the things I say to my teammates. So, um, <laughs> Can we have I'm, a taste? Oh, I just... Or do you have to be there? Yeah, I'd have to put the explicits on quite okay, heavily yeah, for this episode, but... You know, yeah, there you go. Mm. So Minnesota falling apart at the most unopportune time at the moment. Let me just ask, that game where they versed New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans, mm-hmm. would have that decided who got that uh, eighth spot? I believe know? so, if memory serves correctly, or it might have had a bearing. Yeah, I, I think it would have. Isn't I, that crazy? Because it, Pelicans were sitting at that eighth spot and then they lost uh, in the 9-10 matchup. But Christ, yeah. There you mm. go. Let's move ahead, guys. A couple of quick talking points regarding coaches. And the first piece of news is Dwayne Casey has stepped down as head coach of the, Min- uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, <laughs> of the Detroit Pistons, should I say. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll now be taking up a role within their front office. Um, and with that, it's, at the moment, the current lead for the role is former Celtics coach Ime Adoka. He's mm-hmm. currently leading the charge on that one. Has experience leading a, long, a young team with two with a couple of young stars. Um, if he can keep his personal life and an outside drama away from the franchise, I think he would be quite beneficial. Um, yes, say yeah. what you will about Adoka, but he does have a track track record of getting the best out of young players. Um, and, you know, barring the off-court incidents, he was doing a mighty fine job in Boston there. Yeah, absolutely. And 
at the end of the day, sometimes you have to go through these issues to learn your lesson. And I think he certainly learned his lesson and he's still a really good NBA coach. So I'd be stoked if I was the Detroit Pistons and just on Dwayne Casey, like surely this man's sick of head coaching at this point, like to be fired from the Raptors when he won after he won coach of the year and then to have to coach this Detroit Pistons team, albeit they've had a lot of injuries far out, you'd be done and dusted at least for a little while, wouldn't you? Would you be packing it up, Lee, as well? No, no, I like Detroit. Yeah, I get get it though. Uh, Dwayne's getting old, old mate. But I heard Kenny Atkinson was in the rotation as well. Well, that leads me to my next point. Uh, The Rockets won't be picking up Stephen Silas's fourth-year option on his contract, ending his three-year tenure as the Rockets head coach. Tell you what, bloody tough gig that was out in Houston. Yeah, Uh, there's not much you can do with that squad, is there? A first-time head coach and being kind of cast with a band of misfits. Um, You know, fair play to him. I think he's given it a hell of a shake. But with that, Golden State assistant and former Nets head coach Kenny Atkinson and former Lakers head coach Frank Vogel are the two leading candidates Mm. for that vacancy at the moment. Mm. Um, How would you feel about either of them, Lee? I don't like Frankie Vogel Vogel that much. Like, what did he do even in Indiana? Probably not not too much. But I do like Kenny Atkinson. And we saw Um, how much he got out of that that Nets team, that real underdog team with mm. Alan Dimwitty, um, you know, a couple of seasons ago. Could he cobble something together there with the Rockets? I, I hope I hope so, and I wish he did over the Hornets, and, was and it was confirmed, and then he pulled out. <laughs> I didn't think Lee would be a huge fan of Kenny after he pulled out at the last second. Dude, that was Kenny. priceless, wasn't it? These, he these, got big Cliff, these Cliff guys, the big red dog. Yeah, yeah, I don't love Cliff, but these guys like Emi Adoka, um, I think Kenny Atkinson, they're valuable wherever they go. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> yep, beautiful Absolutely. lads. Last piece from me is that uh, Zion during the week has come out now this is just absolutely absurd zion williamson the pelicans franchise star has come out and said that he's physically fine he's fit to play um but apparently he's not feeling like zion at the moment and hence why he's returning until he feels like himself once again he feels like he you know i guess mentally isn't quite ready to perform at the level okay, he believes okay hence he missed their playing game versus the thunder the other day a game in which they went down but for me, I think this is absolute rubbish. Cop now, out and a half. I will tell you why. First and foremost, he's getting paid an absolute fortune. <laughs> Get that big fat ass of yours out in the court <laughs> and do your job. There's, I agree. So, mate, there's days yeah. I don't feel like going to yeah, work either. Yeah, yeah. But this is your job. You know, you're an athlete, but it's your job, mate. So get out in the court, show a little bit of ticker. You're physically fine. You are the point. You're mm-hmm. the piece that could carry this team to who knows what heights. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it's. Um, You've got to hate it if you're the Pelicans uh, front office. I'd be ropeable. Yeah. But not only that, I, I want to start off with how I, I don't think Zion is good uh, with the press. He's not a good talker, I don't believe. I think it was like, a little to be desired. I think it was a couple of days before uh, this, this press conference came out, the front office and then the medical staff of the Pelicans were saying he is nowhere near ready <laughs> physically for to get on the court. Yep. He gets out and says, I'm physically fine, but uh, I'm just I not feel like I'm going to hesitate. And the front office is just like, what are you doing? But he's, yeah, he's saying, yeah, I feel like I was, I, I'd hesitate and I don't want to affect the team in a bad way. Go out there and hesitate. Hesitate yeah. if you need to. You hesitating is better than you being on, on the, the bench. Side you know? Can you imagine on the injury report, under Zion Williamson. Not feeling says, like myself. Not feeling like myself. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And I share your frustration, Nick, because at the end ridiculous. of the day, we've seen what this Pelicans team can achieve with him out there. And to like, 
okay, it's one thing if he's struggling from mental health issues. Absolutely. absolutely. It's another thing if he's just mentally, I don't feel like myself, I'm not going to go out there and yeah, try. Bollocks. So I, 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 I'm not buying that at all. And I truly hope uh, their matchup tomorrow, which we'll touch on shortly against the Timberwolves, mm. I think we all kind of hate the Timberwolves. But I hope they absolutely pound the Pelicans just for this point that Zion's not playing. (laughs) I hope they pound them just to show, like, if he was playing, we had them. No, Pelicans are out. Oh, they are too. They're versus OKC. Oh, sorry. Oh, my apologies. This is why it was even more vital because it was a go home or go on game. I've just... And, the ball there. and he and he didn't play yeah. the game. I hope in a parallel universe where the Pelicans did win that, that they get absolutely smashed in the next game. Yeah, there you go. That's, <laughs> Where's that's your mind? I'm saved it. I'm oh, saved you, it. you thought they advanced. Yeah, no, sorry. I was thinking they had the double chance as well for reasons unbeknownst to me. But uh, mm. there you go, guys. Very disappointing. A disappointing end to the Pelicans season. A team in which at points throughout the season, we said were one of the title favourites mm. when everything was clicking. They're so really out there. a very disappointing culmination to their run. Before we move on, I just want to give some credit to also Giddy standing up. Oh, oh, just, just told on, buddy. Have you still, <laughs> I thought you said that was the last one. From odds and ends. Oh, okay, what oh. do you got? Just let, let's move ahead. Okay, I'll trust you. Okay, <laughs> just, just real quickly, we're going to rattle off just the playing results and how oh. it all went down over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Not going to speak about it too in-depthly because the main course for this particular episode we want to talk about a couple of our our first round eye catches so we'll get into that moment get the early, entrees out of the way but we will we uh we're all here big three course uh feast tonight yep um so the playing results started the other day miami going down at home 105 to 116 versus atlanta did it reasonably comfortably the hawks mm-hmm. uh with trey young ending with 25 points eight rebounds seven assists and saying that kyle lowry mm. was he turned was back the clock didn't he absolutely Absolutely incredible and was a huge part as to why they had a little bit of life in them. Mm. 33 points, four rebounds, five assists on six of nine shooting from three. Very disappointing night there from the heat. Tyler Harrow was below par, but was probably outside Lowry, their best player. Jimmy was garbage. Bam was garbage. Struess was garbage. Vincent was garbage. It was just a horrible, horrible performance. Um, that they'll have to remedy tomorrow against the Bulls. They gave Gabe Vincent the start and Kyle Lowry said no. I'm, I'm showing why I should be out I think it was cash money. He, he took was. that personally, didn't he, BBL? <laughs> BBL. <laughs> BBL. Uh, um, Kyle, Kyle. Followed up there on the same day, the Lakers overcoming the Timberwolves 108 to 102 in overtime this one. Mm. Um, the Lakers had to really they, – they dug themselves quite a hole. They were trailing by as many as 15 in the third quarter. Uh, you know, I was watching this one. I thought Dennis Schroeder – uh, LeBron drove in with a couple of seconds to go, kicked it out, Schroeder in the corner, knocked down the three, up by three with 1.8 seconds to go. And I was like, hallelujah. What just incredible scenes. Um, it was a real just dog shit last quarter. It you know, was, scoring yeah. was yeah. points were at a premium. Um, before before they found Mike Conley in the corner, AD's rushed out with just the most <laughs> ludicrous foul, fouled him on a three. Conley stepped up with ice in the veins, 0.1 seconds to go. has knocked down all three free throws. We've gone to overtime before the Lakers steadied and sealed their victory. Um, but just wanted to shout out the Lakers. At the start of the season, they started their season 2-10. and 10, mm. And it in pretty much it looked curtains. Mm. They had at that point in time a 0.3%. 0.3% chance of making the playoffs. And, you know, now they're arguably one of the favourites in the West at mm. this point in time. They're... I think slight, very slight underdogs mm. to the Grizzlies in their upcoming series. 
which is incredible given the standings ending standing well, second versus seventh and they're what a slight favorites. Zero point three percent chance. Whereas on the opposite opposite side, I think the Mavericks were pretty much ninety nine percent chance um <laughs> to make the playoffs and then didn't yeah. even make the play. And so O point three, but it still reminds you would have been like Jim Carrey. So you're saying there's a chance. I, 100% was. I mate. think you would have been. <laughs> I, I was. I was you're like, an optimistic just, guy. Yeah, one or two wins on the board. And um, as we've said the last couple of weeks, it really did coincide with those those trades, yep. uh, which I won't linger on or touch on once again. But uh, a phenomenal performance there. Well done. In the losing, well, the, the fight to stay alive games, we had the Raptors going down 105 to 109 versus the Bulls. A 39-point masterclass from Zach Levine turned around an 11-point halftime deficit in this one. Um, despite winning the offensive rebound count, rebound count 16 to 8, the Raptors were pretty ordinary from the field, 43.5%. Mm. Just wasn't good enough on the night. The Bulls, again, showing a lot of fight in that one to keep their seasons alive. Um, and then in the Western Conference, the Pelicans went down 118 to the plucky OKC Thunder, 123 a 39 to 24 third quarter was the catalyst for turning this game around in the Thunder's favor. 31 points, mm. nine rebounds, 10 assists from Josh Giddy was the key in their victory. Whereas on the opposite side, bricks from CJ McCollum and Trey Murphy uh, going combined 11 of 31 from the field didn't do them any favors whatsoever. The real difference, just, I, just when you were touching on that Bulls Toronto game, I could not believe this. The Toronto Raptors free throw percentage <laughs> for that game was 50%. Ooh. 18 of 36 from the line to go down by four. That is, in the end, that's the difference. It, that is the difference. It really is. That is 100% the difference. And I would, if I was Billy Donovan, every training in preseason, Coach Carter style, every player has to make 50 or 100 made three free throws before you leave the gym. Yep. You're not uh, going home. You've got a family. Tough luck. Just with a soundbite, they're just putting up free throws <laughs> in the um gym. Just with a soundbite of um Demar Derozan's daughter. Oh, that was that was that was good. I, I love that. quality. That, that was, was so good, and particularly given it was in Toronto as well, and I'm sure the Toronto nat- natives wouldn't have been enjoying that, but she didn't care, and I think Demar found it quite amusing as well. Well, hu- uh, four huge games thus far in the playing tournament. We've got two to come tomorrow to decide the eighth seed for each respective conference. Lads, I want your predictions. We've got Miami versus Chicago in the Eastern Conference. Who are you taking? Well, I've been absolutely <laughs> awful with my predictions so far, but I, I'm still, I think I still have to back the Miami Heat. They had some really underperforming players the other day, and I don't think they'll let that happen again, not in a do or die game. So, uh, Miami Heat for mine. Lee. Uh, you know what? I would go Miami Heat, but I'm going to just turn the tables a bit and just back. Again, I back. I'm with them. you. I'm with you too. I backed them against um, Raptors. Yep. Just because their overall quality talent, and I think that'll that'll carry through to the following game. Um, yeah, give me the Bulls. I think so as well. And I, I have more faith in their out and out scores, DeRozan and Levine, than what Hero and probably Butler. Yeah. Um, I think they're more likely to kind of flop in these games. The Miami mm. duo there. Um, they really need to get Bam going, but I likewise think the Bulls will get it done. Mm-hmm. In the Western Conference, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves playing host to the OKC Thunder. Row, which way are you going? Just purely <laughs> due to the absolute disdain I have for the Minnesota <laughs> Timberwolves. No logic coming into this at all. I hope OKC wiped the floor with them because yep. I actually really love OKC, and that's so mainly headlined by Josh Giddy. A bit of Oz flavor, um, but I hope I hope they take care of them. I likewise tend to agree with you. I'm going mm. OKC in big part due to the fact that 
just my disdain for, <laughs> for the Wolves. Um, yep, yep. I expect Anthony Edwards will have a considerably better game. He had one of the worst shooting games, if not the worst shooting game of his career against the Lakers. It's a hard watch. Horrible time to do it. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm backing in the Thunder as well. Lee? It's taking all my might not to say uh, the Thunder. I want to <laughs> say the Thunder. Okay. I think Josh mm. Giddy looks so composed and calm. It was great. SGA had a slow start, but he came back around, played great. But the the downfall, I think, comes uh, to the power forward centre position where I think the um, the Wolves will just smash them. They yeah. had uh, both Jalen Williams playing at uh, power forward and centre, and it's just not it's not going to be enough, in my opinion. Yep. Um, yeah, like I said, I want to say OKC, but I'll go the Wolves. There you go, guys. That will all take place tomorrow. We'll be sure to keep you up to date with all the results and fallout from that. So be sure to continue to stay up to date with all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, for all the latest news from around the league. Talk um, about Giddy then. What, you want to say something about Giddy? No, well, I was just going to tell you he's an incredible line there. Um, okay. And before we move on, because we've still got a lot to get through tonight. Do you think Josh Giddy will go down as the greatest ever Australian NBA player? Ever? Looking like at, infinity? You know, Luke Longley. Uh, well, in by the time his career is done, will he be top of the charts? Paddy Mills. Paddy Mills. I think Josh Giddy will be, actually. Yeah. I think he'll have the highest ceiling. I think so as well. Mm. I think he's still extremely early in his career. And to be, All NBA caliber player. <laughs> he, 20 years old. Younger than me. Yeah, honestly to God, plays like he's taking the piss, but he's just so good. Yeah. And people haven't <clears throat> figured figured out a way to stop him yet. No, that's it. I wanted to talk about the, I wanted to shout him out for standing his ground with the the elbow to the gut against oh, Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson, mm. yeah. He said straight to the pack. Don't pull that again. He said. No, no, I'm here for it. Young bloke just uh showing a bit of bit of fight. That's that's Aussie blood right yeah. there through and through. He's gotta have the best hair in the NBA. It's different, isn't it? I love yeah. it. I like it's it. So I like majestic. it. It's a point of difference, but it's. Uh, I wonder how much product he uses to keep it kind of like it, it flows a little bit, but to have it kind of almost puffed out the way he does. Do you reckon it's, it's more of a mousse or more of a gel? I think a mousse. Yeah, it does look like that, yeah. doesn't it? Doesn't but a real light. Well. I re- I reckon he goes light with it. Yeah. So it still flows a bit, but just to hold it in place. It's crazy how it just stays there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible yep. stuff, Impressive. guys. Let's push ahead. The Daily Dribble. So, as I said, the main point of this episode was to discuss first-round eye-catchers. Now, we would love to hear from you guys what what is going to catch your eye in the first round. It can be anything from, from players, mm. from matchup, rivalries, anything and everything is on the table here today. So, we've each got three that we're going to rip through, um, and we'll see uh, what's what's going to take your fancy in the first round. Lee, what have you got for us first up, mate? I've got – I'll go uh, the Clippers versus Suns matchup. Oh, God damn it. I mean, we can we'll talk about there it. There you go. Clippers and Suns match up for me as well. And despite Paul George being out, I still think it'll be a great series. I, I'm more so just looking forward to seeing KD play. I think he's... KD versus Russ? It, KD versus Russ, yeah, there's that as well. But it, it sounds weird to to say I think KD will be a breakout player in the playoffs, but I think <laughs> I think he will. What? I think he will be a breakout player, and I think he'll turn it on. I think he'll ignite all these guys around him. Um, I'm so excited to see Kawhi uh, on KD. He's going to have to be absolutely massive, mm. huge, offensively yep. and defensively, if they have any chance. Even at his best, I'm still not sure it's enough. No, I think so. I think there's too mm. many offensive options there. Mm. If KD's getting his book is going to be going to be free, they're going to double team one or the other, and then there's Chris Paul, Aiton, um, Akogi, who I had as a couple of weeks ago, my yep. hidden gem in that. Mm. Um, isn't it crazy to think round one? 
one of these absolute powerhouse teams, <coughs> pardon me, um, was probably two of the title favourites of the se- going into the mm-hmm. season. One of them is going to be out, dismissed in the first round. On How- one side, you look at the huge moves Phoenix made, acquiring mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, everything of the kind. Then on the Clippers side, you look at what a disappointing run the last couple of years would have been since they acquired Kawhi and Paul George, getting Russ, um, and then to bow out in the first round. A lot riding on it. There's a <clears> lot. <throat> yeah, look, I don't. I reckon the Clippers would be feeling that hard done by at the minute. Oh, wouldn't they? Because <laughs> sometimes when you come into this matchup where they've finished, both of these teams, you think you might have a chance against the other team. But what they didn't account for is the fact that the Suns have acquired Kevin Durant so late in the season. If they were coming up against the Phoenix Suns minus Kevin Durant, I reckon they'd be feeling fairly confident. Like I a think they put themselves in the picture, but I think Kevin Durant, this inclusion is just going to be a bit too much for, for the Los yep. Angeles Clippers to contain. Yeah, I agree. There's there's our first one to lead. Before we two for one mill deal. Before we go on, do we think Norman Power can step up, not to the point of replacing Paul George, but Storm and Norman be that be at that higher level with with that uh, PG no. out. I, he can be better, but I don't think he can probably. He's probably still even at high watermark, going to be a couple of tiers below what what PG can do again mm. on both the offensive and defensive end. Yeah. I just don't think it'll be enough. No, and it, it, that's probably not his role, is it? His role isn't yeah. to be one of the leading guys. It's to be one of the guys coming off the bench and providing that spark. You know, that eighteen to twenty per game. What, is, what is worrying though, um, again, he has been shooting a lot, lot better since he went to the Clippers. Mm. But with PG out, it means more shots for Westbrook, mm. which, which is live bad by news. the sword, die by the sword. Mm. We saw when he was with OKC, he was able to put up 50-point games on the regular mm. and do it reasonably efficiently. Um, but in later years, his, his efficiency has just plummeted. He's, he's got an anchor tied to his leg and he's just jumped off the boat. Okay, he's <laughs> he I think Westbrook has only been putting up the shots that he thinks he'll make, though. We've seen him uh, a game against the Warriors where he was left wide open from three yep. and he didn't take it where when he was on the Lakers, he might have. So maybe they've put the leash on him a bit more. But Although I, I, I mean, they're playing I'm to worried. his strengths more, the Clippers. They're playing to his rebounding abilities, his hustle and his, his, his work in the paint. There's a lot of other guys I'd rather have in shots than him. Oh, and I, I feel like you can't tell him he's going to do it. Yes. He's his own man, isn't he? Ro, what have you got for your first one, mate? I'm sort of on the same vein, but what's, one thing that I'm looking forward to seeing is, is KD going to be that vital missing piece that the Phoenix Suns have needed for a, a long while now? Like they've almost gotten over the hump in previous years yeah. where they've made the finals and it still hasn't been enough <laughs> for the current squad particularly given over the last year or so, I think all three of us, I think, had, had written Phoenix off in terms of winning the championship. So their window had probably shut. The window was closing rapidly and yep. then all of a sudden their window gets ripped back open with the acquisition of Kevin Durant. So I'm just really excited to see if this Phoenix Sun squad that has gone 8-0 with Kevin Durant yeah. playing, if this will be enough <laughs> to get them over the line. Because I think if it's not enough to get them over the line, when – like what kind of acquisition will be enough in the future for them to compete for an NBA championship? You've gotten yeah. one of, if not the best pure scorer of all time. And there's just so much writing on it for mine. And I guess a question I have is if they don't win it this year, how many more years do they have before we start talking about 
their window suddenly shutting again because at the moment it's wide open, but we've seen how quickly it can shut. Chris Paul's not getting any younger. KD mm, as KD well, isn't. 34, yeah. 35, isn't mm, yep. So still, still got a few good years left, but he's on the back nine. Um, yeah, I don't. I agree. I reckon this is absolutely unequivocally their best chance to win a title this year. Mm-hmm. Um, their odds, I think, next year, if they still keep this entire team intact, will take a bit of a hit, I would imagine. Mm. Um, so I think this is the year it's going to happen, answer, if it's going to happen. To answer your first question, I think, yes, that is exactly what Phoenix needed. They needed that. Another true scorer to take the pressure off, um, to take the pressure off, Devin Booker, mm. they need a versatile defender, which I think KD's defense is underrated. Mm-hmm. They needed mm. someone to take a bit of the pressure off uh, Chris Paul as well. Needed someone to ignite the flame in DeAndre Ayton, which I think KD will do. Um, yes, that's what they needed. And to cut cut it short, I think they that'll that'll bring them to the play, uh, that'll bring them to the finals purely. I go. could go way more in depth about that, but that'll bring them to the finals. And if they don't win this year. I think they've got next year, like you were saying, Nick. But after that, if they don't, if they don't win this year and ne- or, or next year, curtains. Like what? What? What more can you do? Because the thing is, it become it starts to become demoralizing after a little while. When on paper you should be really getting to the very pointiest of ends, um, absolutely. And if you don't do that, you feel like. It's never going to happen. So yeah. I think they need to firstly, if they if they don't make it to the finals, they need at a minimum, I would say, to make it to the Western Conference finals to keep that hope alive that, oh, yes, we can do this going forward. Because if they go out in, oh, imagine if they did go out against the Clippers, oh, that would be an round. absolute nightmare. Oh, that'd be horrific. And DeAndre Ayton would be out of there over the offseason. Absolutely. He's already hanging on by a thread. So there you go. Lee, kick off with number two, mate. Uh, I'll go to I'll go just Memphis Grizzlies versus the Lakers. I think there's a a, a lot riding on that. One of the older teams in in the league in, in the Lakers versus one of the younger teams in the league, Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I am in particular looking forward to the LeBron Dylan Brooks matchup, which which is what I think the matchup. Piss on him, King. Piss on him. As much as I hate, let's get it. As much as I hate Dylan Brooks, he is a great defender. And in the past, when when the Grizzlies have versed the Lakers, he's kept him to um, a low field goal percentage. This is playoff Bron, though. This is a different player. I know. I this still think I still think he'll be able to bring it to him. I'm looking forward to that matchup. Put um, him in the mixer. Put him in the mixer. <laughs> Showtime. Don't love him, but he's a good defender. So who you got in that series then? This is out of the all this series, probably the hardest to predict for me. Okay. Um, earlier in the day, I said the Lakers, <laughs> and now I'm leaning more towards the Grizzlies. I don't know. Nonetheless, I think it's going to go to seven. Okay, there you go. I, I mm. tend to think with that, I think Steve, with Stephen Adams out, Brandon Clark out, mm. Size-wise, they've still got Jaron Jackson Jr., Xavier Tillman. I just, I'd feel a lot more confident had they had those other two players healthy. Yeah. Um, That's almost the difference, in my opinion. As to, I, I'm going to put the Lakers up, and I oh, say you're putting the Lakers up, now. And, and I say that's the difference. If can I just find that little switch on your back <laughs> to flip? <laughs> if Jaron Jackson is guarding AD this whole playoff series, Jaron Jackson's a great defender. He's probably going to win defensive oh, player of the year. I reckon. In saying that, he plays very physical, and with physical play comes foul trouble. And mm. if he gets into early foul yeah. trouble, Xavier Tillman's been pretty good for for that 
for that center role mm. with Stephen Adams out, but that's not going to be enough to to take down. Or do they the start ball. with both, both JJJ and Tillman, or do they play smaller ball? Have Triple J at the center? Do you reckon they'll uh, probably do a few different yeah, things yeah, throughout the course of the series schematically? Mm. Um, but I, I can't wait for it. I reckon it's going to be a wicked series. And um, to be honest, as a Lakers fan. Probably them or the Kings, I would have been most pleased to mm. get. We're in, we're in the right side of the bracket as well. Yeah. Um, avoiding sure. Denver, Phoenix. Um, Wouldn't so have I'm ended quite, well. Quite happy with how that's all played out. To be fair. What did we make of LeBron? <laughs> did we see the other day LeBron's scouting report on the Memphis Grizzlies? Basically went through every player, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. He is on another level. My man's not guy. here to muck around. Like he knows what's up. He's locked in. Like he wants that title. It almost sounded scripted. It, it was did. like duh, duh, duh. he even went to Xavier Tillman. You know? Yeah, he even went to bloody Lukey Kennard. <laughs> Do you think that almost mind games that the Tim, uh, the Grizzlies players would be no doubt hearing this and thinking. Oh shit! Do I have to change things up? Do he I have to try something new out. and throw them out of their rhythm? Maybe that's. I wouldn't put it past him. Like he's they playing would, chess where he's playing a different game. Yeah. Although they would have to know how in terms of basketball oh, of IQ and knowing everything inside out, he would know all their plays inside and out mm-hmm. as well, let alone the players themselves. So that's not really a surprise, but it's still it it just <laughs> amazes me every time I see that. He's the best. Uh for me, my second one is can Embiid and or the 76ers and Embiid in particular live up to expectations. Good one. No team over the last couple of seasons has probably delivered under delivered more than the uh than the 76ers, arguably mm. maybe the Clippers. Um, but they they've got the talent. They've got the talent there, they've mm-hmm. got a title winning team at their disposal. Um, a first round matchup against the Nets, they should win that pretty comfortably, which will then set up a likely matchup with the Celtics, should they beat mm-hmm. uh beat the Hawks there. Mm-hmm. But I I would like to see them get tested in this first round. I really hope the Nets can take one or two games and get them locked into play in playoff mode. And I think um, they will. They're they'll a plucky, be plucky. Yeah, they're a plucky team, Jinx. There you um, go. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, just go on. No, no, no. To- no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like they need to be tested. They need to be battle hardened for that. No doubt. You know, huge matchup against the Celtics. Mm. Um, but again, they're another team that feels like, you know, if not this year, which year? The Celtics are mm. only getting better with Brown and Tatum at the core. Um, you know, there's a lot of younger teams up and coming where it feels like Philly is starting to stagnate a little bit. So I think this could probably be their best opportunity. I think so. And we think of like even James Harden rumors back to Houston. This mm. lineup, oh. this current iteration might not be lasting for too much longer. <laughs> yeah. So at what point do they stop being renowned as a team who does admittedly do really well in the regular season and start translating that to success in the playoffs because I think we've spoken about it plenty in the past, but you don't want to become a team who has really good regular seasons and that's all for Utah nothing. Jazz. Utah mm. Jazz special. So um, there's a lot riding on these playoffs. Absolutely. The, Absolutely but, a you, lot. but you don't say, it's hard to say it's a, it's ridiculous if they didn't make the finals because in, no, in, in my opinion, there's four top tier teams yeah. in the East Bucks, mm-hmm. Celtics, 76ers, uh, and who, who am I missing? Cavs. No, the Bucks, Celtics, 76ers. <laughs> maybe there's only two. I think there's maybe only there's three only in the yeah. top tier. Yeah. But yeah. But, but but with the with that, like I guess what I mean is just I guess over the grander scale of the last couple of years, they've underachieved and oh, yeah. anything yeah. short of I think a finals appearance or at least at least conference finals mm-hmm. would be well underachieving this year. Mm. And there's a very good chance they'll get knocked out in semis against the Celtics. 
Um, they need to start making some inroads because they're not getting any closer to a title at the minute. And they are we we regard them as a top tier team, mm-hmm. and they're not reaching the the level or the the actual rounds that they should as a top tier team. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. No there doubt. Bro, press um, on. What I'm really looking forward to, which I didn't get to see last year, was just LeBron James in general returning yes, to the playoffs, which mm. is where he belongs. He's been there for pretty much every year of his entire career. And so I, pumped. I'm it, so pumped. As a basketball purist, I don't care if you're a Lakers fan or not, it just didn't feel right last season when he wasn't in there. Yep. It felt like the it just felt like we were Something watching was missing. It was it was missing for sure. Um but as you were saying before LeBron playoff LeBron is a different kind of LeBron. It's where he is where he's made his legend from, like Absolutely. in the in the playoffs, in the finals. Um oh, I tell you what, another title hypothetically in another finals MVP. Look out well, the, the MJ comparison. Calm and... down, calm down. But I Get see where you're coming from. There. Get him in the head. I'm uh, <laughs> ever the optimist. But like any team, I think that's led by a LeBron yeah. LeBron James in the playoffs has to stand at least some chance. You have to give them some consideration or else, it, or else it's almost disrespectful. And that's why in this first round matchup against the Grizzlies, I'm finding it at this very moment quite difficult to come out with a winner because my head says that the Grizzlies, given they're the second seed, should be taking this one out. Yes, they have a few um, important players out, but they should win it. But then... The Lakers, I feel at this point of the season, they've clawed it back. They're almost playing with a chip on their shoulder. They've got a lot of these new acquisitions who are giving this fresh new Absolutely. outlook to this um, it's Lakers It's a new team, lineup. isn't it? It is. New mm-hmm. mindset as well. Um, when you've, in, when you've um, acquired some of these new players, they bring a fresh new mindset to the... It reinvigorates the, old, the, play, the players who were there previously. It really does. It really does. So it wasn't a very inspiring performance against the Timberwolves, but uh, I have a lot of faith in them. Yeah, so do I. So, yeah, for me, LeBron James back in the playoffs, excited to see what he can do and wouldn't be surprised in the least if he led the Lakers to the first-round matchup over the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's get it. Let's go. Pumped. Lee, round us out with your third one, mate. What have you got for us? It'd be a crime not to say... I'm excited for the the Kings to play in playoffs for the first time in how many decades? Um, it's mine as well. Yeah, uh, oh. they, they probably got the matchup they wanted um, versus the the Golden State Warriors. I, I I don't think they'll get up the Kings. I reckon they'll bring it to them. I'm, they might take the first and second game, but I think um, a team with all the championship pedigree that the Warriors have versus Kings team with none. I think it's it's hard to see them get up. Yeah. For mine, I think there's just so many unknowns coming <clears throat> into this matchup. The Kings' first playoff series since 2005-06, what are they going to do in the playoffs? Are they going to make the most of their really impressive, surprising regular season and translate that into more success in the playoffs? Or... Is this Golden State Warriors team who we know the core group of players at least have been there and done that and have that championship pedigree, as we like to say, are they going to make short work of the Sacramento Kings and sort of undo all their good work? And I don't want to say undo all their good no. work because they've Everything obviously had gravy. Isn't it? it is. It's almost like cherry on top the further they go. But, yep. I mean, you have this kind of season <laughs> if you're the Sacramento Kings and you would be a real shame to go out in the first round. Yeah. So I think there's so much intrigue about this upcoming series and I would love the Sacramento Kings to 
to overcome the Warriors. But likewise with Lee, I think uh, the Golden State Warriors and the lights are shining the brightest will show up. How many games? Oh, I still think it will be fairly competitive. Maybe Warriors in six. Warriors in six, yeah. Lee? Yeah, I'd get the same six. Yeah, I, I kind of dubbed this because I had a similar vein. I had... Mm. For this, the battle of old school versus new school. Yeah, very good similar. Way to put it. Very mm. similar mm. teams. The defending champs, plucky kings. We use that word a couple of times. Mm. They'll uh, work the show. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Always um, got one. You know, it's just going to be an offensive, just battle for the ages. Mm. Uh, the Kings averaged 121 points, and the Warriors just a tick under 119 this season in the regular mm. season, with some of the best shooters on the planet and in the history of basketball mm. on the Warriors as such. Um, I'm worried about the Steph Curry matchup though. If you put Davy on, they don't have great defenders in their starting lineup. If you mm. bring on, say, Davy on Mitchell off the bench to put him in the starting lineup to guard Curry, mm. you're essentially playing four on four v five on the defense uh, on the offensive end for yeah. the Kings. Then, um, I I think that's going to be the turning point, mm. partly because he's the greatest shooter in the history of basketball, but partly there's just no good matchups for him here with the Kings. It could be a you know who I'm going to say. It could be Maddie a Delhi. Deliver Dover. I was thinking the same thing, believe it or not. And as much as we kind of joke and he's a folk legend, like he oh. is probably the best equipped to be able to do it. Well, when was it? 20, 2015. 2015. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, that's flown, hasn't it? But yeah, we, we forget how he really took it to Steph Curry in that series when he was required to step up. And I think. <laughs> It's yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one because it's, it's the same with Davion Mitchell. On the offensive end, you're probably losing a player, but yep. on the defensive end, you're like it could be the difference in terms of guarding Steph Curry and you know limiting mm. him. You won't stop him. Yeah. I think if the Kings are any chance, they need to gain an early lead. Yeah, bring on all your offensive, you know, foul, uh, power power force. Mm. You get an early lead and then you can start bringing these players like Davion Mitchell on to guard Steph. Oh, I don't know though. Any any Against any other team, any other series, I'd agree with you a little bit more. Mm. But just because of the shooting, I think we're going to see 15, 20 point leads evaporated, like just eviscerated very, very quickly. Mm. I think there'll be a lot of to and fro Teams will go on runs, but I think they'll bounce back pretty quickly. So I don't mm. think any lead will really be safe in this one. Mm. I'm going to go, I think the Warriors certainly take one of the first two games on the road. Mm. Um, I'm going Warriors in six as well. But it's going to be a wicked, super, super fun series. Big scores inbound, I reckon. There's not going to be a lot of defense, and especially for the Kings, so that works to their advantage. They've turned every game into a track meet. And just quickly, should have mentioned it Mm. in odds and ends, shout out to Mike Brown. He found coach of the year. Incredible, incredible regular season for the Kings. Um, you know, this this franchise has gone from zero to hero very, very quickly. Certainly riding the underdog, even though they're the third mm. seed versus the sixth seed, riding the underdog tag in this series. Would love to see them go through. Oh, be phenomenal. Likewise. Great stuff. Lads, there you have it. There is our things we're going to have a bit of an eye on in the first round, starting on what day is it? It's tomorrow's Saturday, isn't it? So it's the first, the Next first round starts on Sunday. Oh. Guys, incredible. Could but at like 3, 3 a.m. game, <laughs> some of them. Yeah, there's some early rises there. I think the Celtics are at five and uh, a lot to look forward to there, guys. So we truly appreciate you listening to the show, tuning in. Um, we hope you enjoyed everything from the planes thus far. Mm. It'll all wrap up tomorrow and we will officially have our entire playoff bracket set. The following day, the playoffs start and it's, uh, it's all systems go from there. 
There's nothing like NBA playoff Eve. Oh. Eve. It's like, you know, Christmas Eve, you just can't get to sleep. You're laying in mm. bed, you're tossing and turning and waiting for the big man to squeeze his fat red ass through the uh, chimney. It's the exact same thing here tonight. Yep. We are, no doubt. We are jacked up, ready to go. This is awesome for us. So, guys, we hope you've enjoyed everything thus far. There's plenty more to come. As I said before, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials to get the latest news and scores as soon as they break. And from myself, Lee and Roe, we can't wait to speak to you all again next week. Till then, guys, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.